1: the numbers told the story they always do it's so one of those idiots
0: who believe in analytics this is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v
3: our number two of a numbers game at v the sports betting network, v the v app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV it's Gil Alexander it's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada here at the D-Downtown Las Vegas uh, Mel Kuyper has done a mock draft does that interest you at all? say yes Uh, yeah it does okay he has a quarterback, quarterback, quarterback at the top of the draft. He's got Caleb Williams going to the Bears. He's got Jaden Daniels going to the Commodores. Uh-oh. Let's go. And then he's got Drake May going to the Patriots. He also has seven wide receivers. Count them. Seven going in the first round. Why, do, why do people do that? Why do they say something and then they go, count them right afterwards?
4: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Jaden Daniels does end up jumping uh, May. And I cannot wait to bet unders on Keon Coleman's draft position. Unders? Oh, oh, yeah. I think he is going to go very high in this, the draft. This is why. As, I, I know, as soon as you you're said You're in
3: my head with as this As soon as you said it. As, uh, we do this every year. I consider myself a somewhat fairly intelligent human being. But to this day, I can never figure out the <laughs> higher, lower, under, well, over Well, we say they. higher
4: in the draft, yeah. but on the draft position, it would be under,
3: not over. One day I'll get it right. One day. Uh, Let's talk some college hoops real quick before we get back into the NFL because we got Eric Eager coming up. Um, We got math coming up too, and I got some thoughts on the Niners as well. Um, Let's talk some college basketball with three man weaves. James Patrick Root, how you doing, Jimmy Root? What's happening, man?
5: I'm good. I'm I'm sad you'll be talking Niners and not Packers in the next round, but you know what? It's been Almost forty-eight hours. I'll get over it. I'm getting there.
3: How? Well, that's a good place to start, actually. Like, you know, because because the common sentiment is, and I think it's correct, that as bad as it hurts for any of the other teams, that for the Packers specifically, oh man, like they could taste this. Now, yeah. of course, yeah. Of, I, I,
5: yeah. Go ahead. I felt course. like they felt like they outplayed them. So that you know, it certainly uh, is going to hit home and. Look, they were nine and eight and barely snuck into the playoffs, but you never know when the, the chances are going to come. You can always assume, yes. oh, it's a young team. They'll get back there, and I, I don't I don't love that mindset. You don't know for sure they'll get back there and have an opportunity to finally unseat the Niners. I think we've now lost five times to them in the playoffs in the last like 10 years, so it uh, felt like they were going to get over the hump. Unfortunately, did not happen this time.
3: Yeah, Col- Colin Kaepernick's greatest moment probably that, <clears throat> that postseason game against the uh, – the Packers so many years ago. Yeah, it's that's such a great point that you make, though. It's like, yeah, because if you back off 48 hours, you're like, well, this team is set up. They got a coach that people like. They got a quarterback that looks like they got a franchise quarterback. This is great. But you're right, man. There's no guarantee. We used to say this about Dan Marino back in the day when he got to the Super Bowl in year two. You're like, oh, this is going to happen all the time. Never happen again. Yep. So you never know. Yeah.
5: Aaron Rodgers played in one Super Bowl. So, you know, definitely no guarantees.
3: Yeah. Oh, boy. He's milked that pretty good, hadn't he? <laughs> um, he sure has. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start with you in the same way that I ended with Kai, your buddy, Kai McKeon, last time he was on. Just a quick do you trust, do you not trust exercise of coaches? People seem to like this. So uh, we're going to do this. You ready? Yep. Fire away. Just want to warn you. When he gave the wrong answer, I told him so. This is not an opinion question. No. Okay. Here we go. Houston, Kelvin Sampson. We'll talk about some of the best teams in college hoops. Kelvin Sampson.
5: trust. Uh, Great, great in-game adjuster, great preparer, has has built an incredible culture there, and probably one of the best in the country at recruiting to his scheme. Uh, I've heard a couple recruiting people talk about going on the the trail, going to AAU games, and you can immediately pick out which guy's the Houston recruit. Uh, Definite trust of them and their defensive identity.
3: Arizona, Tommy Lloyd.
5: Yes, with reservations. Um, I, I don't know that they've proved they can win in multiple ways in the postseason. Uh that concerns me. You've got to be flexible stylistically, but I think this roster sets up better for it. Uh there is some need to prove it though, still for him in, in the postseason.
3: Kai said he trusted him and I told him that is that answer is incorrect. And so you did <laughs> a you did a little better. I'll give you that much.
5: Auburn, Bruce okay, Pearl. Good. Bruce Pearl, Auburn. Yeah, I trust Bruce Pearl. I think he's also really figured out an identity. Uh, he's obviously made a postseason runner uh, before taking a five seed to the uh, final four. I think they beat North Carolina, Kentucky, and one more blue blood, maybe Kansas uh, in a row in that run. So he's knocked off some pretty good coaches in the postseason. This team is dominant at the rim on both ends of the floor. I, I trust him to make the right call in the postseason. All right.
3: For the rest of these, I need your answers confined to one sentence, sir. Okay. Done. Okay. Maybe two. North Carolina, Hubert Davis.
5: Uh, Not really, really good roster. Don't, don't trust him. Tennessee,
3: Rick Barnes. (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing.
5: (laughs) Uh, No, I don't. This team has more offensive pop could be different, but I'm not sure he's the guy. Purdue, Matt Painter. I do. And you're going to tell me it's wrong, but I do trust Matt Painter. I do. These (laughs) These three man weavers. Uh, BYU, Mark Pope hundred percent. I think he's one of the best 10 coaches or so in the country. They lack athleticism, but he's a great coach. Michigan state, Tom Izzo. Do I even need to ask? Yep, yeah, I do in the postseason, I mean, just he proves that he can get them peaking at the right time. All right. Last five
3: before we get to your picks here. Creighton, Greg McDermott.
5: Not really. I, I think he's played the math well defensively, but they're not hard to play against. They're, they're not. They don't challenge you physically. Wisconsin, Greg Gard. Yes, to an extent. I'm not sure the ceiling's super high, despite them having a little more offensive weaponry.
3: UConn Dan Hurley, I shouldn't even bother asking. He won a national championship, defending champ.
5: Um, yep, trust him, and he's got elite assistance. So I, I really oh, like that staff. There's a nice little add-on. Alabama Nate Oates. No, not really. I, I think he's oh. too set in his ways with the anti-midrange, and it, there's just not enough flexibility there, too. They can go cold, and it's a, it's a loss then. All right, and finally, Duke John Shire. Nope, I do not trust him. I think he's got a lot of uh, progress to make still on on the sideline. Great recruiter, coach still coming along.
3: All right, let me ask you about uh, what I would consider to be the marquee matchup uh, tonight in college basketball. Uh, Houston at BYU with the Cougars favored by two and a half. Any thoughts on that game tonight?
5: Oh, which Cougars? Come on, you got to specify. Oh, I'm sorry. That's correct. (laughs) The Houston Cougars. That's right. Yeah, 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 I, I think kind of what I just said uh, with Pope and, and with BYU, I trust them as a coach, and that, that home court's going to be a huge edge for them playing at altitude. But I think the athleticism gap's going to be a little too much for them. So, Cincinnati go to BYU and give them troubles with uh, some of their wing and size, athleticism. And I, Houston can do the same thing bother their shooters, negate some of the edge on the glass. And even with Khalifa, the, the BYU big man, pulling guys away from the rim with his passing and shooting. I still think Houston can kind of overwhelm them with athleticism. I didn't end up betting it because of that home court advantage. I think uh, it's going to be huge for BYU in, in conference. like they did Iowa state, but the athleticism edge and, and physicality gap really scares me for BYU.
3: Kelly, it's Cougar on Cougar action today in that ball. Game, yeah. Some might say, what some are your three picks? What did you land on here, Jim?
5: I got two in the big 10. So we'll start with six uh, ten on the betting board, Nebraska, minus three at home. Uh, just just love them at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Terrific home court environment. And they've been terrific late in games, and that has not been the case for Ohio State. They're, they're like last 10 minutes of every single game is bad. Uh, and on the road in a hostile environment as a, as a young team, I think if Nebraska doesn't run away with this, which I think they have a chance to do, even then down the stretch, I feel like Nebraska can pull away with their experience. Uh, it's just, it feels like maybe the Ohio state thing has run its course for Chris Holtman. I could see this being his final year. Uh, okay. The other big 10 game I've got is Purdue. First half Uh one, six, four, eight on the betting board, minus 10, minus 10 and a half. I think is still good as well. Uh, no Doug McDaniel for Michigan. They're starting point guard. He does not play in road games right now. For some reason, he's got a, a road suspension. I have no idea what the detail is behind that. Uh, But per every on-off margin metric you can find, he's their best player, most important player. They don't have a good replacement for him. His speed, his shot creation, his ability to get through defenses. I think he would have been kind of a problem for for this Purdue backcourt. Now he's not there. Purdue has been destroying teams in the first half of games. There's some risk that, you know, they let teams in the back door. They did it with Illinois at home. Almost did it with Indiana in the second half. They let them back in after a huge first half and then re-extended. I'm just not even going to mess with that second half possibility. I'll take Purdue first half at home in a big home environment there. Uh, And then the last one is an over in the mid American conference Maction on a Tuesday night. Yes. 639 on the betting board, Toledo, Northern Illinois, two teams that like to play up tempo conference that offense really dominates. Both these teams are better offensively than defensively and Northern Illinois just got a key score back recently. Zarek Nutter had missed a couple of games. Add that in with what Toledo's already got, formidable offense there, terrific offensive line, Todd Kowalczyk on the sideline, high number up at 160. I think we see plenty of points there, though, and this one gets over. All right. Thank
3: you for giving the rotation number on your first half bet, by the way. We are, we very much appreciate that. There is a segment of the audience that will let you know about that. All right, last uh, 90 seconds here, uh, two questions. One, the first one is, would you like any of your coaches' answers back?
5: No, I, I think I'm standing by okay. Why are we, getting, are we getting shade in the tweets on something no, I said? No, what I just thought I'd give you a
3: chance. <laughs> yeah. right. if, you, if you apply pressure, maybe he's like, what did I answer <laughs> wrong? Uh, and then well, is, this,
5: and, is this like the if they give you a chance to switch your answer, you always do the uh, variable change correct. or whatever? That's correct. Yeah, that's very yeah. right. It's uh, what is it? The
3: Monty, Monty Hall, Hall, the yeah. Monty Hall uh, conundrum. Yes. Uh, and then the final <laughs> question is for those who are looking to make a futures bet. Here we are, uh, a little past mid-July. Uh, what's the best futures bet on the board in your opinion at this moment to win it all sir uh
5: in terms of like at like top contenders i, I think i'd probably go uh with, with houston the value is not really there arizona is probably the best team i've seen but value wise it's a team that's maybe not in the tournament right now but i think it's huge upside is oregon mm. uh, they haven't been healthy most of the year uh, their best freshman guard was out to start the year, and then their dominant center was out most of the year. They've got everybody back together. They just lost two games on the very difficult mountain road trip. So I think it's actually a pretty good time to buy in on them. They've got Arizona coming to town this weekend. If they get that win and start to rise back up in the field, I think that'll look good. Uh, but yeah, that's not, it's not the most appealing at the top of the board. Honestly, the best value is probably Duke right now. They, they oh. dip down in the odds, and I, I think uh, when you get Roach and Mitchell back in there healthy, they'll start to look like the top team they were to start the year. Okay.
3: Are you sure you don't want to? No, I'm kidding.
5: <laughs> Matt
3: Painter <laughs> leaps to mind as this Tommy Lloyd. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for your uh, always uh, just rolling with it. Appreciate it.
5: Appreciate it. Yeah, hey, Matt Painter's making a Final Four this year, Gil. It's happening.
3: Okay. Say it. All right. Mark it down. Jim Root, everybody, for 3 Man Weave 3MW underscore CBB for all of their plays. More football on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender
3: steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guaranteeing for a limited time when you go to omahasteaks.com vsin v-sin. You'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free, rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D here on A Numbers Game. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Um, Blue Hen Bill, I played two Five leg teasers this past weekend: one seven point, one six point, tied up the seven point to Buffalo plus four and a half, tied up the six point to KC plus eight and a half. Obviously, the middle hit. The amazing part is that no point at no point in the game were KC or Buffalo not covering my teaser. There you go. Blue and Bill then also Ail. adds: sorry for tweeting two days in a row. I'm sure it's a violation. <laughs> it is not a violation. You are allowed to do that. A uh, lot of a lot of exchange talk on my uh, timeline. Uh, because of the story, I don't know if you heard, at ESPN Bet where there was a, there was a boost. Yeah, I and was so, like two
4: days late to it, but yes, I yeah. finally read it up on it yesterday.
3: And so the exchanges had record days in New Jersey. Profit Exchange and Sport Trade both had um, individual records of their own. Um, with them getting involved in that, because bettors used them as a way to maximize. So it was... It was just a lot of people, like, Yeah, well, it was again.
4: ESPN bet had, I think, Ravens 9.5 boosted to plus 115, I, I believe. And then all, they were going, everybody was going to the exchanges and grabbing, like, even money.
3: They were locking in profits yeah, on yeah. the exchanges. So they're, yeah, arbitrage
4: yeah. In between the exchange and, and ESPN bet.
3: If you are in New Jersey or a state that has these exchanges, please take advantage. We don't talk about it enough because it's, you know, only in a couple states. Yeah. But it's like that's that's the way to go. So
4: in the like profit exchange, really only one we can I can speak to because we've ta- we've had those guys on the show multiple yep. times. But like I think the redesign they did to the site too makes it so much easier because anybody used to working with a sports book, it's a pretty much just a sports book layout now. Yep. So like I had some friends that, that, right. that live in Jersey that were a little I think a little confused with how it all worked and everything. But if you make it look like a sports book. It t- they they use it all the time now. They they've been on profit exchange all the
3: time. We've had Worth Dean and Jake on from profit exchange. They're also like all the although when we talk about survivor and all the hedging, like all of Joe Pita's hedging talk works with those exchanges right. in a yes. way that it it far better than it does with yeah. sports books. Yep. Right. Even Joe acknowledges that. Yeah. I mean, what's so. the what's
4: the average VIG? It's yeah. like six cents we're talking or something like that? Uh,
3: I'll tell you, one day when we get legalized, <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We, we just want, like, uh, tennis quarters during, for a slam. During the break, and I did yeah. get a
4: couple questions about this yesterday, about about long shots and everything. So, oh, during yeah. the break, I was I was, I was was kind of making fun of, of my good friend seeing the shot because uh, he was oh. complaining about the odds coming yes. out late for this tournament. I saw you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah the East Coast where it was like <laughs> probably. <laughs> late Sunday night, I'm doing my full handicap for this tournament yesterday. I'm like, I got two books with odds up right now. Like, I can't shop around to make any bets,
3: bro. There is a tennis grand slam going on. Yeah, oh, this is we're the in the quarters and the semis now, right? But, but let's just use the quarters because the semis haven't happened yet. And, and obviously, the round of 16 before that, and like, BetMGM does not ever have odds any like they have some matches up but they don't even have all the matches up and again uh, not to pick on you but I'm going to pick on you on this one because it's ridiculous it's yeah. like you don't even have like if you're going to do part of them shouldn't you be doing all of them that's the part I never get yes yeah, yeah
4: when they do stuff like
3: that just makes no – just makes no anyway. – So anyway,
4: yeah, programming update. We will be recording long shots after a numbers game today. So, know. yeah, you, you know, later this afternoon you'll be out
3: there. Uh, and then, the, And a lot of these tweets also have to do. So not only with exchanges, but also people uh, telling me about the Pearl Jam stuff. Uh, Johnny Ringo, the Pearl Jam album 10 was inspired by a band member having a Mookie Blaylock card as he wore the number 10. Tom F., yes, Pearl Jam as a band, was actually named Mookie Blaylock for their first few months. First album named 10 after his uniform number. Uh, and then oh, that uh, was the story I had heard, is that they, the band name had been that. Christian Marge, so Pearl Jam, actually used to be called Mookie Blaylock, yeah. and their album 10 was called Such because it was Mookie's jersey number. Fun fact, yes, yeah, so that is a story. And then Scott Cup with a math coming up. He says, teach the 99% birthday rule with 30 people uh, in a room while you're at it. <laughs> when we talk about 14 to 8 to 6. Um, you know that one with a professor, like, wows his students with, I bet you, like, you know uh, – at least two of you will match on a birthday? No, no, I don't know this. Yeah, it's all its all the math, like, is in his favor, but it just blows people's minds. Oh, okay. That's a whole nother I'll have story. To look that we one. already have enough math. Yeah, yeah. yeah, coming yeah. Up. I mean, the Monty Hall one is already like. That. Can I ask you something? The Monty Hall one, to this day, I still don't, don't. fully understand. It's not that I don't fully understand, <laughs> I don't fully buy it. You know. It's beyond understanding. So, so
4: it's, one it's of like the, it's one of those gill I've dealt with enough <laughs> in my life that yes. I know what I should do. If I'm ever in the situation somehow in my life where I have a chance to win something or my life depends on it, I know exactly we, what to do. We to should ex- switch my. We answer. should explain
3: to people. Monty yeah. Hall was the was the host of Let's Make a Deal. Which was a famous game show, game show-ish back in the day. I can't even. Was ex- actually the
4: host? He That's was the, the host. Oh, okay. Monty Hall was the that. host. Okay.
3: And so I just want to get this right because we were just doing it off of yeah. riffing here. So there's there's three doors. Three doors. Yeah. And they reveal one of the doors. So yeah, prize behind one, one, be of a three prize one of the doors. There's going to be a prize between one of behind one of the three doors. And they reveal there's a goat behind mm-hmm. the first one, right? And so they ask the contestant. <laughs> goat no. is not the prize. Right. <laughs> Or or the I can't remember so or you, whatever's behind the first one is, is some door kind of prize. One, he
4: opens up door three. There's nothing in it. He asks you, Would you like to change your
3: answer? Oh, correct. Yes, and okay. you're supposed to change your answer. And you are supposed to change your answer. That's the Monty Hall. What they call the Monty Hall question, the Monty Hall conundrum. Like, like, I can't remember what like it. That. Anyway, that's that's a whole other thing. That's for another it's show.
4: Because somehow <laughs> your probability goes from one third to two thirds.
3: I don't know if I am really think people before? woke up this morning. They're like, Boy, you know what I want for my radio show in the morning? A little math. <laughs> Uh, We're going to get to it. It's called a numbers game. You knew what you were getting into. No, a little later on, again, we're going to talk about this This is inspired by a tweet that we got yesterday from somebody who was saying he loves the show so much. He's learned so much, but he can't explain. The only problem he runs into is he can't explain to like 50 year old Joe, the sports fan, why it is optimal to go when you're down 14 and you score a touchdown to go for two there. And it occurred to me that there's still a lot of people that still don't buy into that. And Fez and I got into uh, an exchange yesterday about what's the best way to convey this. So we'll get into that momentarily. But first, before we do, um, and we got super odds. Can I just say a couple things about the Niners? One, I was saying yesterday on the show, I do think there's a little. It, it's fascinating with me with Brock Purdy. Um, there is a Brock Purdy hateration segment of our sports betting and sports fan mm-hmm. yeah. populace, right? It's very funny that he is the one not afforded grace, right? Like if anybody else messes up, it's like oh they messed up. But if Brock Purdy dares mess up, they like go in all in go all in yeah. on him. And I just want to point out again that Brock Purdy, when it mattered most this past weekend, was fantastic on that last drive. And Jordan Love, who I love, was kind of terrible three out of the last four drives of that of that game. But we don't hear about that. So I just want to point that out. The other thing was Have you heard, you know, I was killing Kyle Shanahan yesterday for the way he mismanaged the end of the first half and saying, you know, this was ridiculous. He he went from 114 to 34 seconds, more than half the remaining clock, doing nothing when they were at the plus 40. Like, what was he doing? And then they settled for a long field goal. Mm -hmm. They got blocked, served them right. Well, it's come out that Shanahan is so wrapped up in the analytics of the double dip. Right. Which we have talked about on this show for many years, I think well before others were, quite frankly, where it's like that's how you optimize those last two. By the way, you can make an in-game bet to your to your, uh, you know, to your good uh, monetary gain. also thinking about that. But Shanahan heard that there's a stat, right, where that you are you're going to win 65 percent of football games if you optimize the if you know, if, if you have the ball last in the first half. This is this is where someone takes analytics, and completely misapplies them. Mm. Because yes, you do win 65% of NFL games if you have the ball last. That doesn't also mean you botch the first part right. of that. Yeah. You have to be uh, you have to have optimization of each part of that. You have to try. You're at the plus 40. What are you doing? So it strikes me as bizarro that Kyle Shanahan, who is this intelligent human being. Would override all common sense with I gotta have it last, even if I just botch it. Yeah, that's not the point of that.
4: I'm glad you brought that up. I I I I think as this the past couple days have gone on, I've reached the point of so many things either went wrong, were handled poorly, or just went bad for the Niners in that game. That somehow the fact that they escaped with a win—it's incredible. In our here,
3: it's incredible.
4: Like, they can't possibly be as bad, as unprepared, as mismanaged in game as they were a week ago.
3: I agree. That's going to be part of the I basis agree. for my bet on the no, Niners. Is they
4: cannot be as bad as they were a week ago.
3: You got a Super Bowl MVP bet, uh, bet before we know who the two teams are?
4: Yeah, we're, you know, I was going to bring this up just to, and you know, I know a lot of people like to talk about this, but, you know, is there value on betting on anybody right now, I think is the question when you're down to Final Four. Mahomes
3: full. by proxy is the one that leaps off the page, yeah. right? yeah.
4: Um, yeah, I think in my opinion, look, we're, we're usually talking quarterbacks when we talk this award. If you're really high on, you know, the Lions for some reason, then sure, you
3: grab a piece of Jared go. Well, I, I think the likelihood of another Chief winning it if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, besides Mahomes, is very slim. Someone tried to uh, say, what about Nick Bosa at 50-1? to 1? I think that's the opposite. I think the Niners have so many weapons on offense yeah. that the likelihood of a defensive player, which is already sparse in the history of Super Bowl MVPs, the likelihood of one on that team winning it is even more remote. We'll come back. More football on the other side. Eric Eager joins us next. If you haven't already, check out the new vsin.com Looking at the front page right now, you got your NFL playoffs, conference championship betting guide. you got your college basketball, best bets. You name the sport, we got something. NFL, Lions Niners, Ravens Chiefs, picks and predictions. Wes
4: Reynolds will we have a farmer's insurance open uh, right up, up there later today.
3: I'm sure Zach Cohen's got some Australian open. Definitely. All of our picks, all the uh, show hosts and uh, guests with all of our picks at the new vsin.com Check it out. Today, it's Gil Alexander. Uh, We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Adam Orphan could not agree with you more, Gil, about Al Adels Jr. Uh, He is such a good quality person. Oh, you know Al, too. I'm glad you do. Um, Al and I used to hang out. Al uh, also claims that they stole the script of Snakes on a Plane from him. Wow, Al Jr. fact. <laughs> I'm telling you, he does. Uh, Scott, New York Mets 16. He says, I love the pressure question to Jim Root. I ask my kids if they're sure about their answers when uh, helping with homework because I want them to have confidence in their answer. At first, they thought they had it wrong. Now it's final answer, Dad. I love it. Jim, I love messing <laughs> yeah, yeah. with Jim. Jim, are you sure about your coach's answers? Uh, Steve Stange. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He says, uh, regarding the draft, I agree with you. Higher, lower, too confusing. Why not sooner or later? Because um, that's how they word it in the sports books. Scott, N O Y F B. Isn't the new MGM app out? I think it's out today, isn't it? That's right. I was just going to look. Yeah, maybe today. You're right. We're looking forward to that here. The BetMGM app in, in Nevada. And then DP, Monty Hall, Jimmy Buffett wrote a song called My Whole World Lies Behind Door Number 3, LOL. That's pretty good. Um, uh, best listeners in the game who listen to every sort of thing we talk about. One of the things Kelly and I were laughing about is here we are. We're about to do the math about you know when you're down 14 and you score going for two. We talked about the professor with the birthdays matching. And we talked about the Monty Hall paradox. I finally got the word right. as paradox. And we're like, if only we had a doctor who knew something about math coming on the show. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. How you doing, Eric? Uh,
6: I'm doing great. Uh, Yeah, I used to teach those uh, in in class. Uh, They were fun times. He used to teach them. The Monty Hall paradox,
3: we were just about to get into it off air. To this day, I can't truly wrap my head around it. Can you give a 30-second explanation?
6: Well, I think that the big issue is that, like, right, you choose – right? You choose which door you pick at first. And so then there are two doors left and the, the game show host knows which, you know, which door has the car behind it. Right. So then he or she then just choose it. Like, he's not going to choose the door, the door that has the car behind it. Right. So he's on, he's eliminating one that doesn't have, it. you know what I'm saying? So you automatically eliminate one that doesn't have it, so among see. the two that are left, yeah, you know, you have a two and three chance. So that that's like the whole point is that you know you've already kind of you've just changed the probability spaces. Is, is like sort of the mathy way of saying it and 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 again it's all because if if the if the game show host didn't know and he opened it up and 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 messed up and like opened the car the one with the car in it obviously that would that would change the whole the whole you know outcome but he does know and obviously he's going to open one that has the goat and you know behind it so that that's like the whole point is it that, is that he knows that you know he knows what's behind both doors <laughs> okay. and he's opening up one that doesn't have one behind it
3: i'm looking at kelly's face and i could tell he totally did not get that <laughs> one
6: third one third one yeah. third <laughs> what if he, what if he opens up
4: the door eric that has the other goat behind it on accident that what he does, does That's anything.
6: The whole point, but he's not, he, he's not going to, right? Like he's not going to. So he's automatically shoving the one third into the door. He's, he's taking the one third and, and basically showing it to you behind the door that he doesn't open. So the, 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 oh. the human element corrupts the math. Is that correct? correct? He's, he's taking the one third and handing it over to the door that he doesn't open the human element. Corrupts the map.
4: That right there is the best way that my brain's been able to understand okay.
3: that. Effort. All right. Thank God. Well, thanks for coming, Eric. No. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh let's let's talk championship. First of all, how'd you do divisional round?
6: Well, we we talked chief. we we uh we had Chiefs uh on Friday when I was on with uh JVT and, and uh uh and Murray, so that was uh that was fun. Um I I also like Tampa and the over, so I, I sort of split there. Uh and I think I liked Houston as well, uh small. So that that obviously didn't work. Although through one half I was actually at that game and you could hear a pin drop at halftime when I went to the bathroom to to, to uh uh, not to actually go to the bathroom just to 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 heat up because it was it was quite cold there. Um, but you you got like shades of oh, oh, here we go again uh, after Steven Sims ran that punt back. So um it'll be a fun weekend this weekend. Uh, I think Kansas City is is rightfully underdogs again, whereas I didn't necessarily know uh, if they should have been underdogs this past weekend.
3: All right, so let's flesh that out. Let's start with that. So it sounds like because I was on the Chiefs as well, um, but am am really struggling with this game in terms of a side, because I don't want to be the person who gets in front of Pat Mahomes, even though my instinct is to lay the points with the Ravens.
6: Yeah. I mean, look like Mike McDonald has been terrific all year. I think, you know, the one thing though has been he has been awesome against these Shanahan schemes, right? You know Shanahan himself, you know the 49ers, but also just last week with Bobby Slowick and uh, you know the even even down to the Ben Johnson, you know a lot of those play action, run game first, tight end crosser kind of offenses. I will say the one time he did struggle of late was against Matthew Stafford, kind of that, that, you know, gamer kind of quarterback who can make plays off platform and and, and make plays with his arm. And, you know, that's how that's who Patrick Mahomes is. And, And so. I think that, you know, Joe Tooney being hurt is a little bit of a thing. I think Kansas City's run game, which, you know, over the past, you know, five, six games had become a top half of the league run defense, regressed quite a bit against Buffalo. They held uh, Josh Allen to 185 yards, but they were gashed in the run game the other day. Uh, If they're they're similarly gashed this week, I don't think that they'll have much of a chance in this one, but uh, I do think the Chiefs will do a better job. Uh, offensively than some of these teams have against the Ravens, so um, you know, it, it, I, I think you know three and a half. It's expensive, but that's the way I lean. But I do, want, I do think that this Ravens team is a step up in weight class from what the Chiefs went up against last week.
3: So clarifying, you you are your instinct is to lay the three and a half.
6: No, my instinct is to is to lean Kansas City because oh, of the okay. quarterback, okay. because of the of the stylistic difference between what the chiefs present offensively versus what mcdonald has really dominated defensively however um i will say that they are warrant the, the ravens deserve to be favorites in this game i just don't know if, if it's a full field goal and the hook that they deserve to be favorites uh, of for in this game okay
3: niners favored by seven over the lions with lots of questions swirling around debo samuel as a headline anyway for the niners
6: yeah i I mean over 51 uh and it's kind of trending under here so maybe you can wait on this and wait to get 50 and a half uh probably wait on the weather report in this game um you know set you know you're getting seven i'd probably you know as much as you can get seven on detroit probably do that I, i don't think any offense in the nfl depends upon its skill position players from a point spread perspective more than the 49ers do Uh, that that's the whole handicap to me in in this one. Uh, I I think that that's, you know, that that's kind of where I lean. I kind of make this game more like six. Um, and, and that's just because I think Detroit is really well rounded offensively. And I think the 49ers after you, you know, you get to that back seven, it's Treverius Ward and you know, it's much weaker than than normal. And and we saw that a little bit against uh, the Green Bay Packers. And when you look at the other side of the ball, this isn't the historical San Francisco 49ers offensive line that that you've seen in the past. It's kind of Trent Williams and a a relatively weak offensive line relative to normal. And so, you know, even though Detroit's defense is not, you know, uh, an upper half of the league unit, I think that uh, it it won't be as easy as I think many people believe, uh, you know, this weekend.
3: All right, if I asked you to handicap, let's take this Lions Niners game and let's take Kyle Shanahan and Dan Campbell. And if I was a sports book and the question was, which of these two coaches is more likely to have a gaffe? how would you whether now that gaffe could be botching the end of the first half, it could be not challenging Baker Mayfield's knee down, right? It could be whatever it you know, Dan Campbell had about three gaffes, I thought. Kyle Shanahan had the egregious one at the end of the first half. Who of the two is the most likely to have a coaching gaffe that affects this game?
6: Well, Dan Campbell this year, we have him actually on in-game decisions about a game game better than the average coach, whereas we have Shanahan about one-sixth of a game worse. A lot of that is on kickoff returns, and we actually saw that where, you know, obviously the the plus EV move is now to just kick it through the end zone and a fair catch every kickoff. And, you know, we saw, you know, Green Bay had a a long kick return that almost, you know, uh, cost them the game the other day. Um, And and Campbell is, you know, quite good, almost half, you know, over half a win on just fourth down decisions alone, Uh, whereas Shanahan's been better there, but still has, you know, a propensity to, you know, kick in in situations where going for it would be plus EV. So I I think in the in-game decision making, I think Campbell has an edge. All right, Eric, appreciate it. Good luck with all your bets, man, and thank you for the Monty Hall explanation, especially. Hey, you, hey! enjoy the
3: weekend, guys, and uh, have a good one. You too. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, at EricEager underscore. Don't forget the underscore afterwards. Mm-hmm. That is him. We'll come back. Ladies and gentlemen, Nerd Ball Radio. To the best of my ability, we'll try to explain why you go for two Went down 14 and you score. That's coming up. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports
0: Betting Network.
2: searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iheart radio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote
3: oh i love the wildcat Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code A-N-G. Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website, plus our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code A-N-G. That's A-N-G as in A numbers game. Promo code A-N-G. Get your first year of Visa Pro access for only $1.99. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, right here in a Numbers Game, live from Barcanada, the barrage, here at the D. Um, okay, this was inspired by a tweet yesterday that we got from Michael Harrison. Shout out, Michael Harrison. Thank you for this. Uh, he said yesterday, and I read this yesterday, he said, Gil, I've learned so much from your show the last few years, and I'm grateful for it. It has, however, ruined my ability to watch and talk NFL with casual fans, trying to explain why Todd Bowles went for two uh, to cut it to six down from eight. I tr- it, it's, it's hard. He says, trying to explain that to stubborn 50-year-old dudes was as frustrating as you might imagine. So we talked about it. We read that tweet yesterday. I didn't think much about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I can, you know, we all have people who it's still tough to explain to it. And it occurred to me, it's not just, you know, I don't want to disparage because it's, it's not intuitive no, for it's most. No, yeah, it's not. It's not. And so randomly last night, and the reason that this was jogged in my head, again, me, Fezzik, Felika, Will Hill, and Todd, Wishnev, are on a, on a text thread together. It's typically for Todd and college basketball. But, you know we'll get on these sidebars. And yesterday, me and Fezzik, much to the, the dismay of Felika, Will, and Todd, got into this thing about what's the best way to convey to people why it is optimal to go for two when down 14 late in a football game. Um, <clears throat> and my thing with this is Fezzik is so smart that one of the things that, that I have to say to him is I go, yes, but you have to understand that conveying that information is a different matter than what you believe to be so intuitive, and so that's so the challenge here is yeah. we decided we're going to do this exercise um, because do you believe you you know the reason why do you yeah, can yeah, you explain he, it to somebody? Yeah, Could I you? do,
4: but I always think there's I understand the confusion. Yeah. I also think that even even with I think what, what what Eric said about the Monty Hall going back to that like there's always. Little things that if you say a certain way, it triggers something Correct. in someone's brain to understand it better. Correct. So, the one that I always try to preface this one with is the goal with all of this is to win the game in regulation. And I don't think that enough no. people no. understand
3: that. Okay, well, let's not. Okay, let, me, let me do it my way. We'll look okay, at maybe. Okay. I don't <laughs> Come wanna, back. I don't want to muddy it. All right. So, now we don't. This is radio. We don't have a chalkboard. We don't have pa- paper and pencil. So, I'm going to try to explain this as, as easily as I can. So, we have to make some – let's just start with some basic – let's make the math as easy as possible. Okay. Okay? Uh, if you're down 14 and you decide to kick the extra points twice – by the way, the assumption in all of this is that after you score the first time, you stop the other team and you score a second time. Otherwise, there's no point in even having this conversation. There's also that. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but let's just start there. Um, if you – okay, let's just say, for the math, for making the math simple – you make extra points 100% of the time. We know that's not true, but for the math of this, you make 100. Uh, you make the extra points 100% of the time and you make the two-point conversions 50% of the time, okay? Yep. And if a game goes to overtime, you win 50% of the time, okay? None of those are, are ex- exactly accurate, but for the math of this, this is how you explain it. Extra points you make every time, two-point conversions you make half the time. When a game goes to overtime, you win it half the time. And again, the assumption that if you score the first time, you stop the other team and you score a second time. Okay, so if you kick the extra points, right, you're going to force overtime, right? You, you cut it to seven. You stop the other team. You score again. You kick the second extra point. You force overtime. We've already established you win 50% of the time, right? One half of the time. So think about a fraction. One over two. Okay, 50% of the time. If you go for two, <clears throat> okay, and you make it, which happens 50% of the time, you're going to win the football game. Okay? So that that would if you go for 2, you win 50% of the time. Okay? 1 over 2, half the time. Except for when you go for 2, there's an extra there's an extra thing that happens. Even if you miss that 2, right? You get a second shot at the 2 that you will hit 50% of the time, which will force overtime, which you will win 50% of the time. So that extra caveat in math right you miss the two you make the two you force over time you win half the time is by fraction half times half times half which is an eighth so if you took four eighths one half right when you kick the extra points is actually four eighths versus four eighths plus one eighth yes that is why you go for two ladies and gentlemen that is your explanation that's algebra. For someone like Steve, that's super simple junior high, high school math. Yeah. But when you ex- if you explain that to your average football fan in that way, hopefully that rings home. Now, there's going to be a full segment of the audience that just heard that that's like, uh, I, have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But you got that.
4: Yeah, it's the 5 it's the five eights versus 4 eighths thing. Yeah. It's 5 yeah, versus
3: 4 eighths. Yeah. It's yeah. very simple math. And that is the, the easiest way to convey that subject. So, anyway, there it is.
4: Yeah, and I think it becomes, I, I mean, even if you had some coaches, like we've questioned throughout this entire season, right? How many coaches do we, we've asked different guests this, yeah. right? We've talked to different people. How many, th- how many coaches do you think are comfortable with this and know to yes. do
3: this? Right, because, w- I'm sorry, go ahead, yeah. Well,
4: and I was going to say, I, I think that, you know, we were talking about this past weekend, and the one point that I made is that it becomes even more important now that we're in the playoffs and we have these new overtime rules in the playoffs, right, that you're, there's always going to be another opportunity for the other team to catch up. So you yeah. want to be able to, if you, if you have the chance to
3: end in regulation, you want to be able to do that as much as you possibly can. And as I'm just anticipating listener reaction to that, uh, yes, certain teams have mastered the Tuchis Bush, mm-hmm. right? The Eagles, certain teams are smaller and so maybe they don't feel as confident in two-point conversions. We're not talking about those variables, I'm just talking about the strict math of it. Um, What we're really, what you were getting at, I think Kelly can be distilled to this, what we're really fighting is decades of, of the confirmation bias of the way you play football and the way that our human brains are wired is to extend a game as long as possible, yeah, yeah. to stay alive, to not lose. And so that – and by the way, that's not invalid. Right, it's not right? invalid. I'm, I'm
4: kind of chugging because it it's kind of the way you describe Survivor. It's the flip of it. Like the goal is that's to win right. the game, not, the goal to, not exactly to survive ha- as long exactly as
3: exactly can. how I s- yeah. describe Survivor. The goal is to win, not to survive. That's right. By the way, did you see the uh, Survivor documentary sizzle reel? No. Todd is in it for five seconds. He steals the show. Oh,
4: really? I gotta check that out. (laughs) I know. I haven't seen
3: it. (laughs) It's so great. Um, Yeah. So he's trying to be basically the Shohei Otani, he was saying, of both of the contest millions and uh, and (laughs) everything. Anyway, there there is your math, and take that for what it is. Well,
4: and I think the part, just to add on to what you're saying of what we've heard all of our lives, how many times have you heard on a broadcast from your father, from your friends, that it was, you don't go for two until you have to go for two?
3: And, well, and, remember and, there used to there's a chart. Remember, yeah, there used to be the chart when also, you go for it or that, not, right? right? And this yeah. is
4: where I think that rule still applies in this situation. It's just tough for people to think about this situation as being it's time for go to two. You our, have to go our, for
3: two. Our brains are wired for survival, and that's this math disproves that. Right? We're, we're trying to what we're trying to do is say to the person who feels it's too risky that, in fact, it is not too risky, that it is the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's that's the whole story there. Did you want to get in some golf plays before we left?
4: Oh, so, so we should circle back to your tennis, and then, yeah, yes. I, just for, you know, apologies. We do have this weird tournament this week, so I don't have my full uh, card uh, ready yet? But it will be up on Veasan.com. We are doing long shots later, so go over everything there. As far as stuff that I have bet so far, I did bet Keegan Bradley outright. So seeing the shot was on him as well. Uh, Luke List outright. He did win this tournament a couple years ago. So longer, longer shot there, 80 to one. I am looking at a couple of the shorter a shorter shot guys uh, that stick out to me. Going to be probably betting one or two of those uh, after discussing with my friends on long shots later. And maybe this guy behind me. Uh, will get that figured out. Um, I do have top closer. 20s. Yeah, top 20s on Keegan and Hideki Matsuyama. And then Ludwig, I did play as top Scandinavian at plus one. Top
3: Scandinavian? Yes. You got your Swedens. You got your Finlands. You got your Norways in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, here's the deal. I've got three. I didn't have any tennis plays last night. I do have three tonight. I have the over in the Orkats Medvedev match that is still at forty and a half. I expect a serve bot from a uh, performance from Orkats here, at least a one seven to six set. Uh, I think we go over forty and a half, Medvedev Orkats, and then a the ladieside. side. These numbers don't exist anymore. They're in the plus plus one fifties. I got them respectively: Estremska and Kalinskaya at plus one seventy nine and plus one seventy four. I would not let this go anywhere below plus 150 at all on these. Um, It's all about the number. Get the number. Those are at com slash picks. It pays to subscribe. Best Bets is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.